Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Wednesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We are looking back at Tuesday. Uh, Leighton wanted to have a word about countries and their borders. Uh, we've got bus shelters being turned into homeless shelters and a curious drink drive ad that's got uh, Marcus curious anyway. Uh, but before any of that, uh, the free speech debate rages on. Now Don Brash isn't allowed to talk. Do you think this was cancelled on or because of security reasons? Well, the Vice-Chancellor has contended that, and I heard her interview another programme at a early on the afternoon where she admitted she had not consulted the university security people at all, uh, but had heard that someone might bring a gun onto the campus. She made the decision, she claims, on security grounds. But as we just heard in that, that uh, clip, uh, most of her, her views expressed were about my views, not about security at all about my alleged concern, my alleged discrimination against Maori. Now, I utterly reject that. I very strongly believe in the equality of all New Zealand citizens, irrespective of their ethnicity. And what Hobson's Pledge is arguing, and she mentions Hobson's Pledge in her comments, uh, is that every citizen should have equal political rights, irrespective of their ethnicity. Now, how that can be classed as hate speech, I do not know. Right. Well, the problem uh, we have here is that in her press statement, she referenced your group and uh, your views or that group's views on Maori wards, on council and so on and so forth. Also, your support of Lauren Southern and Stephen Molyneux, the Canadians, uh, last week. Of course, you were supporting freedom of speech, not necessarily what they were saying. That's so, exactly right. So doesn't that, lead, doesn't that lead to the logical conclusion that this event that you were going to speak at was closed down because of her personal views? Absolutely. Oh, and also, Larry, I'll do whatever I can and say whatever I can to try and stay relevant and in the public eye. Oh, cynical Glenn ZB. Um, what... What does Andrew Dickens think about this? Andrew, I just want to talk on one very specific point. It's a little bit of an appeal for some common sense when we talk about hate speech. I think there is a major issue that when people talk about this, they have different opinions of what hate speech is. So yeah. one side says, oh, that's hate speech, and the person being accused says, no, it isn't, and then they say, yes, it is, no, it isn't, yes, it is. <laughs> and, and, and it just yeah. goes on like that, and we don't get any further. Yes, and it's ridiculous. So, um, and I find that there's a very, people have very fuzzy thoughts about what hate speech is. And it's not just limited to people of a certain educational level. It's right across Australia, right up to the academics. They're all fuzzy about it. Yeah. So I want to put a proposition to you and your listeners. I would be surprised if most of you don't agree. But I want to propose not what hate speech is, but something at least that we can measure it by to say, well, it's not this. And in the, in the area of what it's not, I want to suggest to you that if you are stating things that are factual, that can be proved, even if people don't like hearing them and are embarrassed by them, if it's, for example, information public, published by the Department of Statistics, mm. then that cannot be deemed to be hate speech. Yep. And I want to go a step further and say, even if it's not 100% provable, if it's highly plausible, then you should be able to say it without it being called hate speech. 
But you do realise that in this time, uh, <clears throat> the world is a very simple place, even though it's actually more complicated than it's ever been before. Yep. Uh, and that is where the trouble begins, you know. For instance, if you actually get some statistics about, you know, a certain uh, ethnic um, uh, group. group. Yeah. And uh, those uh, statistics perhaps uh, suggest that that group could be more violent. You know, people could then say, well, then that's true. That group is more, well, like, vi- like- more, more violent than another. But then they will also not uh, sort of uh, look at the other statistics regarding socioeconomic status, um, work status. And on and on and on and on and it goes. Do you notice how Andrew <laughs> to pick his words so carefully? Uh, ethnic uh, group. Even, even saying that, he didn't want to offend anybody. Uh, it's a shame, isn't it? It's not like the old days. Uh, in the old days, a country was a country and borders were borders, right, Leighton? We probably think that we're fairly lucky because we're so far away. And making it here on a boat, for instance, um, is, isn't quite so easy. However, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rest my laurels on that assumption under any stretch of the imagination. And as long as the Australians are fighting on our behalf, which they have been doing, we're probably safer than we otherwise would be of any form of invasion. Now, people will tell you, look, people, they can't get here in those boats, they can't do this, they can't do that. If you, if you believe that, you probably still believe the Wright brothers never lived and we don't fly. So it's worthy, it's worthy of attention. Those who are pushing for a borderless world, let me reappraise that. You believe in a country and a state. You believe in New Zealand being an independent nation, an independent state. Whatever our internal problems might might be, they're our problem, and we don't want be we don't want anybody interfering with them, and we don't want to be told how to run our country. You take away the borders, and you don't have a government any longer, not a local one. You can't have you can't have a country, and this applies more to those that are interlinked on a on a um, on a, a continent. But you you cannot have a country without borders. You can't have a government without borders because there's nothing to govern. Where do you think that leaves everything? Apart from chaos, it's uh, it's hard for us to get our head around the border situation sometimes. I think because uh, our border is massive ocean. We're in a lot of places. Uh, you can't see the border. It's just something that you drive over or walk over. Uh, I, I walked over it uh, from Hong Kong to mainland China, uh, and that was—I found that weird. It was the first time I'd done that. We'd gone from one country to another, just walk, walked from one country to another. It's very strange. I don't know why. It just was, all right. Um, now, uh, uh, but turning bus shelters into homeless shelters, is that strange or a good idea? Here's what Kate Hawksby thinks. It makes me wonder why we can't do this in more places. The Salvation Army are advocates of giving rough sleepers shelter. I would have thought churches and church halls would be a good and obvious place to start. But imagine if every bus shelter or facility that was able to be open 24-7 could supply a roof over the heads of our homeless. Think about all the rough sleepers that you see in alleyways, shop doorways, outside mall car parks, under bridges. I mean, we're nowhere near as bad as the States or the UK, but we can't ignore the fact we have our fair share of people sleeping on the street. What's cool about this South Auckland experiment is that it's proven how much people want to be kind when given an opportunity or an outlet to help 
they do. One couple turned up randomly late one night saying they'd just heard about the shelter and wanted to help out. They stayed the whole night. It feels good to do good. I'd like to think it does remain trouble-free at the Monaco shelter and that its success spurs more communities into opening up their doors to our homeless. I mean, ideally, uh, we'd find places for these people to, I don't know, live by actual homes for the homeless. Wait, when, when's that happening? Why can't we get that sorted out? I don't know. Jesus, uh, a complicated world. Everything seems so complicated today. I don't even understand the ads. Do you, Marcus? I've just seen it glancingly. I've got no idea what that drink driving ad means. You know how they do these ads and they're too clever? Will I find that with a drink driving? It's the one with Gunsky, Jason Gunn and people surfing. If someone wants to explain that to me, because if I'm stupid, I'm sure other people are struggling to understand that. So anyone that's a millennial or in the market could tell us what's going on with that ad. Made no sense to me. Uh, I almost forgot to understand the one with that kind of music that sounded like it was the southern states in America with a guy that was the speedway driver. Uh, But I guess that showed you can drink and have a good time and not danger anyone. But the last one or the latest one, I've got no idea what's going on with that. If someone can explain that to me, I would be unbelievably happy and that would be my work done for the night because I don't get it I just don't understand what's going on mind you I don't watch TV attentively I only watch it glancingly is that the right word glancingly if it's not I apologize sometimes I use the wrong words not deliberately remember that time I mispronounced that word and got deliberately got in so much trouble with it I can't remember what it was now emphasis was it anyway um, I felt really told off that night. How can you mispronounce emphasis? I don't, that is uh, that is a problem drinking situation. If you're saying that wrong, um, as for the ad he's talking about, I've no, I don't have. I, why, why does anybody watch ads anymore? I don't understand. Who watches ads? Are we not all just watching TV on the internet? Isn't that? I, I've got Vodafone TV now, and I can just. I can literally just push a button and it goes for 20 seconds, just like that. Boom, boom, boom. So if I see an ad, boom, boom, boom. Gone. I don't know how anybody makes any money. But don't tell the advertisers that everybody's just going boom, boom, boom through their ads. Don't tell them. I, I, that's why you should advertise on the radio, advertisers, because you can't boom, boom, boom through us. Uh, uh, I mean, you probably can through this podcast. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Maybe you ended up here. You started at the beginning and you've just gone straight here because you went bump, bump, bump in 20 second bits and you just heard me going ah, bit, 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 ah. and now you've heard me say that has been News Talks have been for Wednesday. See you back here again tomorrow. Don't bump, bump, message me.